0: Stand away everything. How do you feel now? Oh, this is Ron Stahl, what we call I always wanted to be a dinosaur. It's
1: that fucking face on your face. A bunch of fucking lip dick sour note flattered on their girlfriend's flexible tempo dipshits. Got it? Explain it to me. We make movies better.
0: Hello, audience, and welcome to the Modern Classics podcast, where we discuss films released from the year two thousand to the present. And I'm here with Kendall Sweeney Thomas, my always co-host, and I consider him much more than that than a co-host, obviously, because he's a major mind behind the show as well. Um, but how are how have you been? Yeah,
1: I'm doing well. I'm on vacation. Um, big sports guy, so it's a big sports time of the year.
0: Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been enjoying it. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm on vacation too. So you know what? It's, it's been, it's been good. I've been doing some stuff around the house with everybody here right. at, uh, Brianna's parents in Miami. So I've been doing that kind of stuff mostly. And then chores. It's therapeutic. Yeah. i Yeah. I clean the bathroom cause y'all are coming. So I clean the bathroom. Right. Right. Today. I gotta do that. Uh, yeah. Cause you're coming to visit. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's good though. Did you put yeah. on a
0: podcast or like what did you? Did you listen to music. I did. Yeah. I put on a podcast. Yeah. It's. I was listening to a podcast about um, Ferrari. Interestingly <laughs> enough, which we're going to get into for a sec today, the movie Ferrari. But first, uh, you know, last week um, we discussed doing future movies, futuristic movies. I feel like we need a better. We need a better name, actually. For the category, so let's officially name, the, rename the category because that was like future movies, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, it does.
1: So, I mean, you want to just like you want to do like Oxford Dictionary of just like
0: movies set in the future? Is a that... <laughs> movies? Yeah, movies set in the future <laughs> is the theme. Okay. And because we're doing two movies that are kind of set in the same time period, it seems right. like like it's sort of like late. 2020s in both movies. Bifirman dead is less clear, but from what I research it seems like that's the consensus.
1: Yeah, based on like the
0: other... is that it's sometime in the, you know, 2030s or you know 2020s. Right.
1: Um they could also be revolution uh, movies because I mean that's pretty much <laughs> they were they were big yeah, on or that. like
0: dysto- kind of or like yeah. dystopian yeah, movies. They are. But I guess we're just going to do movies set in the future. Yeah. Um Anyway, so uh, it's going to be an interesting show Absolutely. next week. They were great. Um, Sorry. But, you know, that, that brings us to something that, you know, we were going to talk about because last week uh, we did talk about uh, Life of Pi, which has an animal in it, not a talking animal, and we kind of, we're going to discuss uh, movies with talking animals in it Was something that you brought up um, that we were going to save for this episode. Um but speaking of talking animals, um, it turns out that I was looking up the box office for 2006 mm-hmm. when V for Vendetta came out, and it was the number one that week. And this is just the... here. I just, I'm just going to read the box office, because it, it's, it's V for Vendetta 1, Failure to Launch. That's Sarah Jessica Parker and oh. Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. movie. And then, but then the third one is a talking animal movie called *The Shaggy Dog*, with Tim <laughs> Allen, with Tim Allen and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that was like the end of the Tim Allen run, where he was like kind of, kind of in flailing, everything, and just flailing. Yeah,
1: okay, they, they, they relegated great. him to like, an yeah, animated voice guy. After that, they're like, "Oh, you can do Buzz Lightyear, and that's it." And then you can just I'm slowly pretty go sure, away. I'm go, pretty to, sure go to Fox. Go to Fox. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure I've seen Shaggy Dog before. Oh, no. Um I think that version. I've at least seen a version of the Shaggy Dog. Right. Cuz it needed to be remade. Um, when I was it's a kid, yeah. So what's a talking animal movie that comes to mind for you?
1: Um well it's just funny because um speaking of life of pi like when I saw the trailers before, way before I saw the movie cuz I just saw it for this podcast um I was like convinced that Richard Parker talked or like there's going to be a moment in which he did talk or and then now I think about it, I'm like,
0: I, <laughs> he'd be like, I'm Richard Parker.
1: <laughs> but now I'm just like, I don't even think that adds anything to the movie. Like, I don't even really like that. I don't know why I was so excited about it. I don't know what aspect like that brings to movies that we're like so like desperate to have. But uh, but yeah, I, I was just I was convinced. I just, I knew that there was going to be a moment in which this tiger talked, and that was going to make it a better movie. Which it wouldn't have. It would have absolutely ruined it. It would have been <laughs> no, no matter how they did it, it would have been terrible. It's like the realistic aspect of Richard Parker in that movie was perfect. Um. But I mean, overall, I really don't like them as I think more about it. I'm just like, it's it's like a weird corny like video effect. Like the mouths are always kind of weird. Um, you know, you think about like Dr. Doolittle um, and that weird zookeeper movie that they made, which it's just like this, like, it's just easy. You know, like they're just like, all right, cool. If we just make this animal talk, they can say whatever. It's just funny. Animal talking. Ha ha.
0: Yeah. Um the Shaggy yeah, I mean there's a lot for, <laughs> a Shaggy dog is just one that bugs me. Uh, but I mean from I remember, you know, um a lot of talking animal movies from when we Homeward were
1: kids. bound.
0: Yep. Obviously Homeward Bound was what I was just going to say. I was going to say there the two I can that come to mind are Homeward Bound and uh also um Babe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was big. And again, another movie where I was just like, I, it just never landed with me. I never really care. When I was a kid, I saw Babe in the theater multiple times. <laughs> well,
1: that's when things were out in theaters for longer too. I feel like I feel like they've also shortened that now. or like, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like you know a, a major, e- even some of the major ones. It's, like, it's usually like either it's out for a long time because they just need something to fill the theaters because there's not a lot of movies out, or it's like the biggest movie around, like like Barbie or something like that was out for a long time.
0: Mhm. Yeah, well, Shaggy dog, right. look it up, go see it. But, Tim Allen not in his prime. <laughs> Pushing his prime
1: further and further away from his, his corporal form. Um, but it's funny you mentioned Babe because I hated Babe's voice. That was like a major drawback for me. I hated the way that pig sounded. Awful.
0: I bet if I watched it now I'd agree. It bothered me so much. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. For
1: it to be an animal um, that has
0: like a bunch of like lines in it too. Like I was like, "No." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, other than that, you well, know... they
1: just none, Yeah, they just came out strays, too. They tried to do it again with, like, Jimmy Fox and Will Ferrell. Okay, so
0: me and my lovely other half, Brianna, we watched that movie. Really? And that movie was stupid. <laughs> it was, like, just a bunch of dogs having sex. It was gross, honestly. I was like, what is oh, yeah. this? Like, it's just every other joke was, like... The dog's fucking. And like, I'm like, I just don't mm-hmm. think that's that funny. No. You no. Know? Uh, who's asking for oh, I mean, I, actually, whoever was asking
1: for that, don't ask them about anything else anymore. No. <laughs> they're, they're done with input. <laughs> 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 Popular yeah, opinions. it was they're, just they're, too they're much.
0: Out. It was too much. Well, it was Will Ferrell. You can blame Will Ferrell for that one. He's having an interesting yeah. back end of his career, which we could probably make a whole episode about, which I don't think has been going uphill. Unfortunately, no, no,
1: <laughs> and you kind of thought it would, or like you kind of faded the back. I mean, we can do Stranger Than Fiction. That was, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, there's, I mean, um, there
0: be, he has a lot of movies that but it, I would, yeah. you know, we've talked about Step Brothers, and we've talked about, I mean, The First Anchorman, or yep. you know, uh, Old School, or even Elf. People consider that movie like a Christmas classic movie now. Yeah, it's like the most modern Christmas
1: classic. Yeah, which is a whole, di- whole different podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, it's definitely tapered off because even Stranger in the Fiction was yeah, like 2010 or something like that. So yeah, it is. It has been been a long time. He's done a lot of like side characters. So, I don't know. Well, he did those Mark Wahlberg movies too. I mean, other guys was good, but then it was like the dads one, the one where they're both right. Both dads, yeah, yeah, they'd
0: like to the do that. People.
1: That's like what they do, and they made a bunch of those. They brought Mel Gibson back for it, which again, we've talked about how bad that guy is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it has been an interesting, uh, interesting trajectory for the guy that was on top of the comedy world, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, I was surprised for him to be doing Strays. Um, I didn't really understand what the need for that was other than like. It's easy, right? I mean, on his part, right? You're yeah, just you, be just, in a booth you just you just it's easy.
0: You just go get some cute dogs, you know. You make you get Jamie Fox, you know. You get everybody. You get a bunch of funny people, and you you make a you know you make the dogs you know say dirty things about each other. <laughs> you know, and that's about it. That's about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah, the whole thing was they just got to bite the dick off too. That was yeah, just like that's yeah. the premise of a movie. And they too. do it like, at on, the like end. What? They do it. They yeah. bite the dick well, off. Oh, it's because it's, it's Will Forte, right? Isn't that his
0: Oh, yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, he's yeah. he's actually, like, one of the highlights of that movie, probably, because he's always just funny to me. Um, exactly. But another thing uh, connected to Life of Pi from last week we didn't get to talk about was 3D and IMAX movies. At the time when Life of Pi had come out, um, basically, you know, there were a lot of these 3D movies coming out. Everything seemed to be 3D, IMAX, real D. You know, hence you know we have Avatar, obviously. Um, but that really was uh, uh, that was something that I did want to get to. We we didn't want that. We did not talk about. What do you think about that as a trend?
1: Um, that, that was another one that I thought was going to be around for a long time. I mean, they were just making those glasses like crazy. Like they they had like the special like drop off boxes for the three D glasses and stuff too um, outside of every theater. Now you can see that those are all gone. Um, so it it did really like come and go. I mean. When I saw them, personally, like I it takes you a while for not even a while, it takes you about 15 20 minutes to like adjust. Usually like during the trailers, like you adjust to the 3D aspect that's going on. And then I forget about it. And I just totally, it totally doesn't like it, I mean, unless you do like sight gags, which even right. so, like they're still, they're so quick that it's like you, you could have not done it and, and like no one would have been like, oh, I wish more things were thrown at my
0: face during that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I even remember if I'm Uh, I don't don't know. I don't even remember it really that vividly when I saw Avatar exactly Mm -hmm. what the 3D real D stuff was adding. I remember being like, oh, wow, this looks like insane, but I don't remember it being because it was 3D. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that that was where I was like, that wasn't a necessary addition addition to it.
0: Yeah, we watched, uh, I watched uh, the second one and I watched it at home. And I I honestly like the second one better than the first one. Mm, no. I did. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> I liked it better.
1: Absolutely not. No. Um no no the the kids storylines just it just annoyed me so much they just kept doing <laughs> the same thing of like oh they got in trouble again oh they got in trouble again okay oh, so maybe we could get into an episode about those Avatar movies <sighs> oh, sometime would be man, kind of fun it, too. Man <laughs> I, I didn't like I didn't like the performances either I was just like this is going like this is drag like oh you, you yeah, thought I, it I did drag? Not have fun. oh wow um it just i mean just based on that if you just if you focus in on that aspect which i was because i hated it like then like it just like kept being like oh i I bet they're
0: gonna get in trouble again what i I will say are they gonna do do? are they gonna go get in trouble again what i will say though is overall with time pad i'm not saying i'm a huge avatar fan either yeah like these these are not movies that are like touchstones for me necessarily i think at the time i i had like pretty high expectations for that movie and it just didn't it didn't meet them like in a story way or like a character way at all no absolutely not no yeah it was all visual effects it was all like how it was yeah and that was a time when i was really coming into like really thinking about movies more too and like Mm. like wasting my time you know going to the theater and and spending money to see something (laughs) but yeah i mean i i can appreciate those kinds of things but like overall if a story doesn't satisfy me then i i'm gonna leave the theater like ugh that was like kind of a waste of time
1: right and and it's just like it's weird because it's not like the entire movie you know like as i'm saying like it's like these one off like sight gags or it's like just like this one scene where the fish are coming off the off the screen you know like so it was like one of those of like what is really the merit of this like what like like i don't it it's it's such a small small windows where it's not like it's just like you're fully immersed in the movie the entire time you're in these landscapes like it's just here and there kind of stuff where i'm like why are we even choosing to do this let alone how much it costs to do it extra or whatever or the extra money you pay to see a 3d movie as compared to a regular movie so yeah um, so is that weird.
0: still a thing when you go to see those that it's an extra it is an extra cost still when you go to see those
1: well i mean they don't really exist anymore but now they have like xd and they have like you know it's like the, right. the sound is, is bigger they even have I was I want to get your opinion on this too, of like the ones where it's like interactive too, where they like spray water in your face and stuff during those. Like some of those high end theaters have that stuff now. Have you heard about that?
0: I've heard about that, and I got I I I I thought it was a joke at first. Like I, I heard somebody <laughs> talking about it, and I thought they were kidding. And then I looked it up later, and I was like, oh my god! So it's real. Like yeah, yeah. I, I I I don't mean, know. I don't know. I don't really want to get wet when I go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> not um, not what yeah, because they
1: did like the Woman King and stuff. Yeah. So, I, and again, like the, you have to pay extra for that. They as did well. it for like the woman, like, or like, The woman king. Yeah. Apparently, it was like a blood yeah. mist kind of thing. Of like, yeah. No. Um, but like your chair moves and stuff. There's rumbling and all that. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, um, but, I like um, the, I like the woman king a lot, and I'm glad I didn't get like water sprayed on mm-hmm. me while I was watching it at home. <laughs> Right.
1: It gets, like, in your popcorn and stuff, to, you know, like, where, like, how, do, how are we controlling this? Like, I don't, it, it sounds a little too, like, yeah, Universal Studios to me. Um, yeah, I'm not into but, it. But you also, like, it. you also, you brought up uh, Avatar as well, and so, like, when I saw Avatar, I saw it in 3D, but I also saw an in IMAX. And so, that's another one where, like, the IMAX was already doing a lot of the heavy lifting, so I didn't need that 3D element attached to it, you know? And they, they yeah. have like, Even weirder-looking glasses, they come up to, like, this weird point, and they're, like, bright yellow. Um, just because like the screen is wider, so you need more range for the three D effects. So, uh, so yeah, that was one that I'm like, I don't, I, we didn't need that extra three D aspect
0: at all. Well, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like IMAX. I'm into IMAX. I do. Yeah. When I saw, um, yeah, definitely. I kind of wish I saw Oppenheimer in IMAX. I saw it in like. What's what's the other one that's just like a little lower than IMAX? It's like seventy something millimeters. Something. I'm not sure. Um, oh no, no, oh, no. But I get I get IMAX. I like a nice wide aspect ratio, and that's cool. Uh, right,
1: it sounds louder.
0: Ruby-going experience. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that.
1: Um, but then how do you feel about like some of the directors are like you have to see an IMAX? It's the only way to do. it. You know, like they start finger wagging at you. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, that's just them trying to... Obviously, they just want you to know the perfect way to see the movie. Right. And that's, you know, I don't take it too personally, I guess. (laughs) But, I mean, I think if if I was making a movie, I'd I'd just be happy somebody was watching it, whether they watched it at home or... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, especially Um... these days, like, (laughs) obviously they want to sell tickets, but man, like you know, you take what you can get.
1: Right. And they're not everywhere either. Like I would, I would, like it'd be fine if you had one per county or something, but that's not even the case at all. Like they're pretty few and far between. So like, who's driving four hours to go see an IMAX because Christopher Nolan is yelling at you to do so, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody is <laughs> like, I watched this guy recently. It was like, somebody just posted like this thing where it was this guy watching the golden globes. And every time Christopher Nolan won something, He'd like get up off the couch and be like, yeah, like he'd just freak out every time. Wow. Um, and Standard. I was like, "Okay, he's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little too much for me. <laughs> I'm not going to do whatever Christopher Nolan tells me to do. I'll tell you that much. No.
1: <laughs> no, not, not at all. But I mean, I, I will. I mean, I haven't seen something in IMAX in a long time, but uh, that'd be fun. But again, it's not even close to me. And like there, I, there's a couple mm-hmm. around me, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it's got to got to be something, something, something real special. And Oppenheimer wasn't yeah. it either. Like it, oh, no. if, if I saw Oppenheimer in IMAX, I'd be a little upset. I, I like, I really like the movie; it was great. But, um, yeah, I think
0: there—it's just the bomb. Really, only is the thing that you need to see on that biggest screen. It's not the necessarily the. I mean, it's just—it's just the way that he filmed it, I guess, and that he wants you to see it. But you know, I—I I think that there's different Christopher Nolan movies that I feel like, a, like the dark Knight is much more of an IMAX Christopher Nolan movie. Definitely that I've never seen an IMAX and I would love to go see that. I even, I I feel like I saw that some, there was like some, they were doing some like old boy screenings and stuff like in IMAX theaters and stuff. Interesting. Uh, like where like, I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like they because it had gone back to screens again yeah as well had you but that that would be cool to
1: see that would I'm be not sure um uh, like well it. but like i'm thinking about just like the environments in that i don't know like it was, it was kind of like a claustrophobic movie i think that was kind of more of the the vibe to it than like this big open open world type thing so
0: i i, I would see yeah. it i would totally go check it out um well um well are, how tonight you're gonna go see Ferrari. yeah is that IMAX or is that regular uh that's that's regular um so but that
1: should be good but uh, tonight they do also have the um, extended cut of the two towers for some reason just, oh, cool. just a quick four hour run of that um, not as sure why or if it's a like sort of special anniversary or like they just got their hands on it but I was surprised to mm-hmm. see that um, that's another one that I guess would probably be really good in IMAX if you have four hours um but yeah, no, going to see Ferrari, which is a nice 2 2 hours 11 minutes. Um I don't really know much about the story, okay. um but I heard have heard, seen people who like really enjoyed it and it's been out for a while. Um as radar so I'm assuming that they're going to get at least a little gritty and there's there's a chance for more realism. Um but but yeah, I don't know. Uh have you heard anything about it? Have you heard any like of the reasons why
0: people are so excited about it? Well, well, it's a Michael Mann movie. So There's that, because people get excited about Michael Mann. They get off their couch when he wins Um, Golden
1: Globes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they they do. He actually, I don't know, he doesn't have that many Golden Globes, surprisingly, I don't think, not as some other directors do. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Michael Mann, and uh, he's been kind of hot right now. Honestly, people have been... I, um, talking a lot about him because he's coming out with Heat 2. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you're a fan of the original Heat, it. but the original Heat is sick. Uh, not a 2000s movie, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> it ever, 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 ever Embargo on the show. <laughs> but it's one of my favorites, and it's it's like Al Pacino, De Niro. I mean, you can't beat it. It's like sick. And another Val Kilmer movie that is better than Deja <laughs> Vu. <laughs> A, that's an interesting bar to, to clear there. Yeah, I, Whoever thought Val Kilmer would be wondering how, how people thought
1: about each movie he does compared to Deja Vu. But we are. I don't think he we would are. have guessed it. For now and for always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, people have been talking about him a lot, and um, he's been trying to make this movie apparently for a long, long time. Okay. He was attached to do that Ford V Ferrari yep. movie, Yep. Um, but he ended up dropping that creative, different stuff, and he wanted to do is you know, something different, I guess. Um, but it's got kind of mixed reviews, it seems like, oh, okay. and I had thought about going to see it at one at one point as well, and it is, it is, uh, there's supposed to be this car crash in it that is supposed to be, like, everyone's like, oh my god, uh, it's nuts. Okay, keep an eye out for that, um, I mean, I'm sure I'll see it. um But yeah, no, I, I've been following,
1: like, a Formula One more recently. um. And so so that's, like, just one of these things of, like, getting some background information on one of the more, like, controversial uh, ownership teams. Uh, so that, that'll be good as well, kind of hear some of the history of that, because um, they got a lot of drama going on there. So I'm assuming this is going to be a very dramatic movie, and we'll kind of see where it all spirals from.
0: Yeah, it's going to be dramatic. I've heard that it's a lot more about Enzo Ferrari and... His marriage and his life yep. than it is about necessarily um, him as some kind of, you know, f- you know, uh, mogul. It doesn't it doesn't focus on that as much as his personal life. So be ready for that and be ready for a, a big car. Crash. OK. Edge of my seat.
1: Hey, wait. Um, but you saw Ironclaw recently, right? You're which is my yeah only choice. i did
0: i saw iron claw that was the last movie i saw in theaters and i really liked it i thought it was a, a good movie right. from the opening shot i was like oh i'm gonna like this <laughs> um it had a real like scorsese feel to it in a really good way and uh almost sort of was like a raging bull kind of um okay Um, feel to it as a comparison yeah um but just the way they filmed the guys and the way they filmed like even just the way they're there. there's these shots of of them in in the ring and you really just have to see it it is a movie i would suggest seeing in theaters because you're not gonna get the loud smashes when they hit you know onto the onto the um the mat there's this one scene where he's training and he's just repeatedly slamming himself over and over again, uh, Zach Efron's character into the mat. Um, because he is, you know, just like releasing a bunch of negative energy kind of oh, at okay. the same time. Yep. And it's just, a, it's an, it's, it's really cool stuff, right. but it's kind of interesting because people have been talking about it in a way that, um, I guess there's a lot of inaccuracies in the story because they ended up getting the okay from the the von Erich family, but also uh, they they cut out one of the brothers from the movie oh. because apparent yeah because apparently it was um, it was just it they it was just too much like it, the 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 things that happened to the family were so so dramatic they said that what like what they couldn't fit in like another storyline. Right. Of something terrible (laughs) happening to one of the brothers. Yes, that's wrestling for it. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, and it's because it's insane what these guys went through. And I mean, for the most part, you know, it—it's to me whether or not it's super accurate or you know whether it's uh, true at all. It's a very good movie. (laughs) And it kind of reminds me of the conversation we were having about Captain Phillips, where it's like, does not matter if a movie is accurate to like a true story or if it is not? And I think depending on how you go into watching a movie, like your mindset on it, it doesn't really matter. I didn't know anything about the Von Ericks before I watched it. And I do feel like I know a lot more about them. And, you know, regardless of whether it was completely accurate or not, on its own, it's a very good movie. It's like a right. very good sport. And, and movie.
1: as like a non-wrestling fan, too, yeah, like that, that, that speaks volumes.
0: Yeah. And it hits, it, it hits like, notes. It hits, it hits a lot of unexpected notes, but it also hits those good pitches of, like, every sp- sports movie has. Like, it makes you feel a lot of different right. ways. It's a good huh. movie and very and like very well no,
1: that, that's great and then so you, you bring up the, the truth aspect and like I, I agree in lots of ways and then but it's also like it depends on the subject matter so like in Captain Phillips it matters because you're talking about yeah. like criminal activity and people's like actions and determining right and wrong and stuff like that where it gets like hazy where you're like alright we want to like make sure we're putting people in the right light here but if it's just somebody, like a, a story about someone's life as long as you're not saying they robbed a bank just to for like for the movie to look good when they never ever like ever went to a bank in the first place like those those things are fine. But like if it's just like a you know, story about people's lives, um you punch up a few things, you don't tell this one thing, is usually fine. Yeah. U- unless you really do your deep dive research, you'll never really know the difference. As long as you're not going around be like this actually happened to people. <laughs> this is the exact truth. Uh this is this is a documentary like, shown stylistically like um I think yeah, I think you get a lot of creative license with these kind of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or like the fun airs killed the guy yeah, together and then they shared the secret like <laughs> turning turn to stand by me or something <laughs> can't do that <laughs> but uh but yeah you can say they wrestled you can say they won some things lost some things got into trouble those things are fine but yeah international crime uh do it do it do it carefully yeah that's good no i, d- I definitely want to check it out um something i didn't know was ever happening um so when i saw that it uh it been made into a movie already. I was like, "Oh, great! Like that's that's kind of nice." Like I don't really like look into like trailers as much anymore, or like try to foresee like what's coming down the road. So I get surprised by stuff, and that has actually been like pretty nice for me um, as somebody who just wants to go to a theater and just see what happens, as opposed to being
0: like, "This is good. This is bad. See this now." So should we uh, get to our last topic here, which is a movie I just wanted you to explain to me really quick? Oh, sure. Which was Never Let Me Go, because you started to explain it to me before we started recording, and I don't know why, but it just sounded like it might be fun to talk about. I've never seen it. You watched it last night. It's Never Let Me Go, 2010, Carey Mulligan, Andrew Garfield. What is this movie? I've never heard of this.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a it was a quick referral. Um. Yeah, for my other half as well. Um, Apparently they'd seen it before, but then uh, weren't so sure exactly what it was about. Um, So yeah, we checked it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really does give off this like boarding school, like, melodrama vibe um, to start with. Um, But then they get sort of into the the insidious part of it, where basically there's some boarding schools within England, which is where it takes place, um, that are just raising kids to then become organ donors uh later in life for like rich people who apparently have bought them I don't know they don't really get into like the nitty-gritty of like the arrangements that are made it's just sort of like from the point of view of the people who are just told like then eventually they're just told like yeah like you're not going to like they don't they don't teach them how to do stuff like they're not really learning how to like be people in the world or they have like some fake classes where they like act out normal exchanges at like a coffee shop or something um but yeah, yeah. but yeah then they uh, they get to a stage in their life where then they become just like organ donors and they, they go through multiple phases and it's basically just them like coming to grips with the fact that like their life is already planned out for them um and then it's like the dynamic between uh the three main characters uh and a really strong performance from Andrew Garfield which I was uh, surprised by um he kind of plays this like kind of like more simple character and uh one he like the the simple aspects of him are really good, but then like
0: the really dramatic moments he does like super well and mm. um, like shot, like 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 that movie. What's that movie? H- Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, I don't know. Hacksaw Ridge. No, I don't know. He plays a simple boy in that where he he doesn't want to, he he wants to go out into the war, but he doesn't want to have a gun. That movie. Oh, <laughs> Simple a bold choice. <Okay. laughs> hey, no, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. Well, he's just a simple he's a simple boy in that too. right.
1: Um. <laughs> And yeah, no, I it it was. I mean, strong performances all around. But yeah, he he definitely uh, took the cake there. Uh, especially toward like there's a later shot, like yeah, shot towards the end where uh, it's really well done. It's just about um, kind of them trying to, to trying to to make sense of what they can and can't do in the time that they have. Um, and then like mm. this. So you liked so you liked it? Ah, uh, yeah. I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was a solid uh, B minus movie. Because I mean, I'm I'm not a big melodrama guy, but Um, I thought Mm -hmm. the, the elements that they hit were good. And I think that they they didn't dwell on
0: aspects too long either. Like, and it's a boarding, it's a boarding school movie. So, you know, Brianna, she loves like boarding school movies and she loves like mainly movies about like all boys schools where they're not doing good stuff. You know what I mean? They're up to no good. And like, here's the truth about these, these like white socialite boys, you know, when they get together, she loves that stuff. Right. Uh, but this is like a boarding school, but that's close. You might like that yeah. too. Um, yeah, they, they actually um, move out of it. Pretty how quick. does it rank? Uh how does it rank for for your boarding school movies? I mean, Uh it's 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 a, not a genre I interact with too often, honestly.
1: No, um, no. So so I was I was a little, I wasn't like concerned, but I was just like okay, all right, like like I was I was getting ready for like a lot of talking about feelings and stuff like that. But they do a lot of they do a lot more like showing than telling. Like, it's right. You don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> uh <laughs> i mean i guess but like the boarding school that's a boarding school <laughs> yeah i know but the boarding school aspect of that is like my least favorite like I'm, like I'm, that's, I'm like those are the time. parts where i'm just like all right cool like yeah no i get it cool but you guys you guys have- yeah,
0: the later the the later ones are right. way
1: better where they're way less at the yeah, school yeah. just running for their lives um at all <laughs> times but yeah you're right that is that is one um but yeah they're just all the group dinners and stuff like that whatever uh <laughs> uh <laughs> but this one yeah this one was good especially once they get to like the Oregon donating portion of it and it's like showing these people like really feeble and like awful because they're like it's just they're just taking organs out of them and they're just like all right if you live you live oh my god um but if, if you this don't you don't is this is this based on some kind of truth no no i don't think so i think it's i don't even know if it's like dystopian it's just like
0: god, that's yeah it's, it's
1: just like they they just like start <laughs> off very matter of fact like boarding school style and they're like oh actually there's something different about the school and then you get into that and then like they just like transfer that into going out on their own um All right. Well, so you gave it a B minus. Yeah. I could, I could live with giving it a B (laughs) minus. Yeah. I guess, I guess for the the sake of this podcast, I'll give it, I get, I get two and a half stars. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, I was surprised by some performances in there. Um, and again, the pacing of it was good. They do a lot of good, like, landscape shots and, um, people, uh, feeling bad for other people was good. (laughs) They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're going through it, aren't you?
0: hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's fair i and I think that two and a half stars is like a. I I watched it, and you know I had some not so good thoughts about it, but there's good stuff to take away because right. you want to give it something and you want to like give it some
1: you right. know no no totally, <laughs> and and like it was if somebody wanted to watch it'd be like yeah, check that out, you know, I would never tell somebody to to not uh, try and enjoy that film,
0: especially if you like those kinds honestly, of I think I'm going to check it out yeah, yeah it's, it's a quick watch, yeah. Yeah. Where did you watch this movie? Where is it available for everybody? Listening? Oh, that is a
1: great question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was on YouTube. I think, I think it was a YouTube rental.
0: Well, all right. All right. There you go. You watched it on YouTube. Available at least on YouTube. Never let me go. 2010. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Try it. Get some feels. Wow. Yeah, maybe I will. I think I might try it out. I got All right, that's going to do it for today. That's our prequel episode. Next week, uh, we are doing movies set in the future. It's V for Vendetta versus Children of Men. Give me a good one. These movies are good movies. Give me a good that's one. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a good one. Um, all right. Well, we're going to sign off for now. Until then, you know, take us away, Kendall. What do you have to say? Give us a phrase. Peace, love,
1: and hair grease.
0: This is Nick Cage. Follow the pod on Instagram and TikTok
1: at Modern Classics Podcast.